Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxone Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exzoneradiotv.com or www.xzonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Welcome to Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiaka, bringing together today's leading experts to uncover ever-deepening spiritual truths and the latest scientific developments in support of the evolution of humankind. For more information on Mission Evolution Radio with Gwilda Wiaka, visit www.missionevolution.org. And now, here's the host of Mission Evolution, Miss Gwilda Wiaka. Hello, dear friends, and welcome to Mission Evolution Radio Show, where we share innovative thoughts and explore deepening truth in support of the path to unity and enlightenment. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. This hour, we'll be looking at evolving partnerships. Currently, there are galactic events impacting the planet, affecting the course of human life and evolution. Due to these galactic influences, the ambient frequency of our planet is rapidly rising. This increased frequency supports a more unified experience. One of the major issues coming to the surface as a result is that of relationships. The closer we move towards unity, the more pressure is being brought to bear on any relationship distortions we may carry that stand between us and intimacy. Whether the issues are passed down genetically, from our family of origin, or from failed relationships during our lifetime, these distortions make it difficult to see ourselves and others clearly. Most of our relationships are cluttered by expectation, triggers from past damage, and projection, resulting in various misunderstandings. 
We tend to relate with others through our past relationship issues rather than based upon what's presenting in the moment. This results in superimposing the events of the past onto the present and making a rerun out of the future. How can we heal old relationship issues in order to relate clearly in the present? Is there a way to tell if we're reacting to past damage rather than current circumstances? What tools are required to see beyond the filters of our history? Do we have any hope of ever seeing each other clearly? With us this hour to explore this very pressing topic is Guy Finley. Guy is an internationally renowned spiritual teacher and best-selling author. He's the founder-director of Life of Learning Foundation, a nonprofit center for self-realization in Oregon. Guy's latest book is Relationship Magic, Waking Up Together. His website, GuyFinley.org. Guy, thanks for joining us on Mission Evolution. <clears throat> My pleasure, Gwilda. My pleasure. You're involved in self-realization. What do you mean by that? I, it sounds like a complicated word in the in one sense. I think most of us have an idea, but basically it means that we're on this planet of ours, each and every one of us, to understand that our life is not a race to win. It is um, a school for our higher education. And when all is said and done, this higher education, the thing that makes the difference not just in our life with others and the events around us, but within ourselves as well, is self-knowledge. And so self-realization is one and the same as a, a, a life um, that is continually being refreshed by new realizations about oneself so that we start, which is at the heart of my new book, to look at life and in particular our relationships as a kind of a mirror. And in that mirror, we are revealed. We get to see things about ourselves that are ordinarily, uh, that we're not ordinarily conscious of. And so the relationships help us become conscious of aspects of our own consciousness, most of which is hidden from us and that actually limits us in untold ways. Would you define what you mean by evolving relationships? Evolving relationship means, and this is pretty core to the ideas in this, my new book, that when we are with another person in a relationship, actually any relationship, not just husband, wife, partner, but any relationship, the only way it can grow Gwilda, is if at least one of the partners involved is discovering where in him or her there are aspects of their consciousness that is actually keeping the relationship from evolving. So much as you said in your fine introduction, uh, without self-knowledge, everything's circular. The future is just the past reincarnated. Whereas as we begin to understand how to uh, see into ourselves and use the mirror of these relationships, as I'm describing, the more we are, uh, in one respect, able to realize what no longer serves us within us. So that if there's something from my past, a heartbreak, a betrayal, some way in which I was disrespected, and that level of consciousness more or less seated with that, uh, that pain, when it comes forward, it impacts every relationship we have. One way or another, it limits the, the, it limits the capacity to love. And when so love how, is limited, I'm sorry, how I'll finish you, this. Okay. Uh, just very quickly. And when that's limited, obviously the thing can't grow. So think of a rose in a pot. You've got to take the rose out of the pot so that it has more space to expand. Same with our relationships. How did you become interested in the concept of evolving relationships? <clears throat> My new book, uh, Relationship Magic, is the continuation of all the work that I've been doing for the last four decades, honestly, Gwilda. It's a, it's a much more specific look 
into specific ways in which we can discover where within ourselves there are these expectations, again, as you pointed out, that create demands and demands create um, unhappy relationships. So what, what's your educational background uh, that has to do with this? Oh, gosh, Gilda. Uh, I mean, if you're talking about college, you know, I, 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 I went to UCLA and USC, but my major was not psychology, nor was it English. My majors were music, because when I was a young man, <clears throat> my partner and I, we were the first white soft rock artists ever to sign with Motown Records. Oh, so you, uh, don't, 19- you, you don't have a psychological background? No, I do not. So you work I with have, relationships I, I, from a spiritual aspect <clears throat> rather than a psychological one? No, it is psychological. Listen, you know, you, we can go and, and obtain these degrees, but you show me a man or a woman who is willing to want to see into the pain they have, the problems they experience, then that love of wanting to know oneself turns into knowledge of oneself. So if if you want, my education was a whole lot of pain growing up in relationship. Yeah, just nice for the listeners to know where you're coming from. So um, how how does a more spiritual approach to self-realization and relationships um, um, sustain us here? How does this help him? Um, you, are you, where do you live, Gwilda? What part of the country? Are you up in Canada? No, that's where my producer is. I'm in uh, Colorado. All right, beautiful country. When you go outside, and I trust there are expansive views that you can see, in the moment of that relationship, do you not experience parts of yourself, feelings, insights, that ordinarily, without looking at those beautiful mountains or open fields, that you don't experience without being in the presence of that relationship. Would you agree with that? Mm-hmm. Um, I understand you're a spiritual teacher. What's your background in spirituality? I am, uh, I am a man who has traveled around the world twice, sat at the feet of more individuals than I care to ever recount. I spent 15 years working directly with a wonderful Christian mystic by the name of Vernon Howard, uh, was his co-director. And then when he died, he gave me instructions uh, and sent me on my way to do what I'm doing now, which is talking to men and women about what is the endless journey of love as revealed through our relationships. And it's it's pretty much based on your experience of life, yes? Yes, yes. So so what does self-realization and relationships have to do with each other? Relationships are the vehicle of self-realization. And look, let's, we don't have to, what is self-realization? To realize that within each and every one of us, there is something divine. And that without having the relationship with what is true and pure and loving, that we can't ourselves be true and pure and loving because our relationships, each and every one of them, show us things about ourselves that we know we ought not be or do in the moment, but that we don't know what to do with in those moments. That's what my work is about. My, my best-selling book, 40 years, international best-selling, The Secret of Letting Go. What is it to let go? It is to see there are parts of us that are in the way of being a whole, happy human being, and only whole, happy human beings can have these evolving whole happy relationships. Don't you think being unhappy and being prompted to move because of discomfort also helps with that? I think it's a tremendous stimulus. I have a a, a way of describing this. We all have a kind of divine dissatisfaction. It doesn't matter what we seem to have, win, own. Even in our relationships, there is something in our heart of hearts that's missing And what's missing is supplied through our relationships, including the parts of them that rub us wrong. 
Well, so we're going to have to talk about rubbing us wrong on the other side of a commercial break. <laughs> All right. Guy and I will return shortly, so don't go away. You're listening to the Mission Evolution Radio Show, coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by shaman worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about SIMULTV.com. SIMULTV.com. Welcome back. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. To stay abreast of all the wonderful information and tools we have to offer, visit our website, missionevolution.org. I'm your host, Wilda and our guest this hour is Guy Finley. His website, guyfinley.org. Guy, we, we, were, we were getting me a little confused here. We were talking about um, how we have to be happy and whole to be complete and evolve in relationship, but then we're also talking about divine dissatisfaction. Would you mind clarifying for me? Absolutely. Look, what are the things, Gwilda, in your life that moved you, that, that uh, took you the path that they did? I mean, if, if, if we leave it rhetorical, it's because you felt drawn to wanting to explore, to know certain things that you wanted as a woman to have a better understanding about. Is that fair? I'm sure. Okay. So... When we're drawn to something, we're drawn to it because there is something in that relationship that is looking to be explored. If I, if I loved music, if I loved to write, if I love to play golf, whatever it is, I'm drawn to that because I learn lessons from those relationships that I can't learn any other way. So when we talk about divine dissatisfaction... We're saying that each and all of us are drawn to find something, whatever that may be, to make us feel whole and complete, some understanding, some task, some person. And that's what these relationships serve. They're a way in which we discover through them the parts of us that are longing to grow, that will only know themselves through that relationship. So it's not a contradiction that we're intended to grow into whole, happy human beings, that we have something in us that spurs us to seek the vehicle for that kind of realization. Do you think we're in a better position to evolve relationships now than in times past? 
gosh, you know, I, I think you said something very interesting that uh, I'm completely on board with, that uh, the energy of this world, as chaotic as it is, is accelerating some kind of uh, expressed energy. And because of that, I think we're seeing all of these relationships break down. We're seeing governments, we're seeing political parties, we're seeing enmity at a level that, I mean, I don't know, I wasn't alive in the 1800s, but it just seems to me that it's a lot more complex because there's a lot more conflict now to the point. When we have that kind of conflict, we can go on fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. Each person, each group, each power organization seeking to dominate the other so as to prove to themselves that they're right. Or we can begin to understand that no one wins a fight, pure and simple. Because if there was a victory at the end of a, a fight, then we would understand and have a peace that lasts. And we have neither that in the world, and we don't have that in our individual relationships. So are you, so saying, we're moving, are you saying that we're moving from a time of polarization and then being driven more towards unity, and that's causing all this disruption? I would say that we're being... I would say they're not separate things, Gwilda. I would say that the greater the, the disruption, the more the indication, the greater the dissatisfaction. We know we're not supposed to hate. Love doesn't have hate in it. Love never separates. Love heals. So on one hand, in our hearts, we know the truth of that. And yet in our psychology, in our present level of consciousness, there is this incipient this terrible uh, conflict going on, not just with others, but with ourselves. Who are we? What do we do? Where do we go? So to start seeing that as being a fact is to be invited to, hey, guy, do you want to know why you're so impatient with the waiter? Do you want to know why the, you, you, you want to run someone off the road that runs you off the road? Whatever that moment of conflict may be, those moments invite us to discover the parts of our consciousness that are actually complicit with their appearance. So you're saying that, you know, conflict comes from within first. Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah. No question about it. Where do, you, where do you think it originates? You know, it comes from within, but it's not our natural expression, I wouldn't expect. <clears throat> we are the most complex creatures, Gwilda. We are, <clears throat> as we can see in nature... Uh, a, a kind of a composite of something that is incredibly responsive and yet at the same time something that responds in ways that are self-limiting or self-defeating. So is there a way to allow this moment, the unfolding impression, whatever it may be that comes and touches us, which is an active force, is there a way in which that active force can touch what is passive, waiting to receive that touch in us, so that instead of the continuity of this resistance, not wanting, rejecting, the very moment is then integrated by our understanding that, <clears throat> just as an example, Quilda, uh, when I was a young man, uh, I fell in love head over heels. Maybe I was 17 or 18 years old. And then, for whatever reason, the young lady just broke my heart into a thousand pieces. And I remember, I don't know if you've ever had this feeling, I know the listeners have, I said, I will never in my life be hurt again like that. Ever, ever, ever. I won't go through it. Now, can you see that here a boy, 17 years old, doesn't understand anything about relationships. Something is seated in his heart and mind that says he'll never be hurt again. And he doesn't know that that goes through time with him as an aspect of his consciousness until he meets someone three years later. And without knowing it, that part of his consciousness, which has no longer any real authority over the present moment, is actually instructing him, keeping him from a commitment that he doesn't know is there in him and that he more or less blames on his partner 
for not giving him what he needs, when what he needs is to release this unconscious part of his nature that's limiting his capacity to love. That's what I'm talking about. So you're talking about expectation that have been cemented as a result of past damage being projected onto current relationships. Yes, that would be certainly a way of saying it, that we have expectations, positive and negative, that belong to who and what we had been. And when who and what we had been meets somebody, love is a very present activity. And our past, which we don't know we carry with us, is brought into our awareness through our relationships. That's how we transcend the pot, if you will, the, the root-bound pot of a relationship, is by discovering <clears throat> excuse me, the nature of what has us so bound up. So what percentage of us is actually present to be in relationship at this point? <laughs> I mean, don't, don't we bring stuff from our family of origin as well? Oh, gosh, Gwilda. <laughs> it's a wonderful question. Uh, I would pretty much say that when it comes to love, there's like three stages. The first stage I call the, the woo-hoo moment. And the woo-hoo lasts as long as <clears throat> I continue to discover parts of myself that are wonderful, <clears throat> excuse me, that I didn't know were in me. The boo-hoo stage follows woo-hoo when... I'm no longer realizing things about myself through you that are endearing, uplifting, encouraging. Now I'm beginning to see some of this material that you just described that's come into the moment with me. But that's what, that's what the relationship is for. Of course, woo-hoo. But boo-hoo can be turned into an aha. And the aha is, you know, thank you, partner. You know, I didn't know that I was walking around demanding that you continually console me otherwise i'm not happy that's not my partner's job to console me my partner's job is to help me understand myself so that i can become a better man and my partner for instance my wife we've been together 40 years so that we have this self-enriching constantly renewed relationship because we're each letting go of what's keeping us in place. That takes some pretty uncomfortable work. Um, <laughs> how do how do we start to recognize that we're you know coming from expectation rather than true relationship? Yeah, what a great what a great question. <laughs> Look, you, this is a fascinating discovery process we're on here. Do you do you, Gwilda, Do you know the original meaning, and I mean the old, like old meaning of the word patience it's staggering the original meaning of patience is to suffer oneself isn't that fascinating well, there's a whole lot of self-suffering going on out there isn't there ah so that where we find ourselves impatient with our partner isn't because of what our partner is doing because I can't separate my reaction from what my partner is doing from that level of consciousness from my nature that's busy resisting what my partner's manifesting. So back to the earlier days, if I saw my next love looking around at a restaurant, she might have been just checking out the decor. But well, not we'll to have me. to... We'll, we'll have to continue um, on the other side of another short pause. Guy and I will return to our discussion on the other side of this break, so you stay right there. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show. We're coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? 
The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jennings, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God, and finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand, live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Welcome back. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show, missionevolution.org, bringing leading-edge information supporting the path to enlightenment. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka, and we're speaking with Guy Finley. His website, guyfinley.org. Um, can you explain what you mean by waking up together, Guy? Yes, I'd love to. So as we were describing, you and I, that when we fall in love, the reason that we fall in love is because when I'm with my partner, she or he actually awakens me to feelings, experiences in myself I didn't even know were possible. So, where, so where'd, that, you get, where'd you get that information? Lead, lead me down that path. Where did I get the information? It's completely self-evident. I'm with, I'm, I meet somebody and they have a twinkle in their eye or a certain kind of laugh, or a way of looking at me. And when that moment happens, parts of my consciousness that are asleep until that moment are suddenly awakened. And I experience a new order of myself through the mirror of that relationship. That's what relationship is. But can't that happen in, when you encounter well, anything, like you say, a beautiful yes, sunset or whatever? Yes, yes, exactly. So as we start to understand that, because we love the moments where our husband or our wife exhibits a strength, a kindness, a patience, and we're drawn we, we, because we feel that in ourselves and either realize it or want to know it better. But what happens when the other shoe drops, Gwilda? When the partner that I love, because there's something about her smile, when she, when she talks about T.J. Maxx, <laughs> <laughs> that there's something about that quirky smile. Well, what happens when the smile goes upside down? Is she still not introducing me to parts of my consciousness I don't know are there until that happens? And that's, that's what waking up together is. 
is understanding we're in this relationship to realize the truth of ourselves that our partner helps us see. Do you remember the movie Jerry Maguire? Well, did you ever see it with, with Tom Cruise? No. Uh, it was a delightful film. <clears throat> Tom Cruise and Renee Zellweger. And the payoff that everybody who fell in love with this award-winning movie was that at the end he said to her, you complete me. And the reason that he said that to her is because she helped him outgrow a selfish, self-centered, male-dominated um, uh, image of himself. And that without that relationship, he would have never known that he lived from that part of himself. So she completed him, not just by the love, but by helping him see and let go of what is an interference to the fulfillment of love. But didn't he complete himself by being willing to look there, go there, and make the corrections? Well, there is no self without relationship. Who, who am I without what I'm looking at, what I'm feeling, what I'm seeing? Whether I'm looking at something with my eyes closed because I'm in contemplation, a thought, a beautiful truth, or I'm looking out at the deer that just walked by my window. Without relationship, there's no sense of self. So that every moment is a moment of relationship. It's the greatest unseen, unrecognized resource on the planet. Because for most of us, <clears throat> relationships are something that we either want to have or that we run from because we don't like what they show us about ourselves. But we blame that on the other person. So relationship sounds to me like a bridge to unity rather than the, than the, than the end all, know all of it all. It, how can there be any difference between what you just said, which is spot on? Relationships are a bridge to unity. Why is that any different than it being a bridge to self-realization? Because what is unity other than discovering my innate wholeness, what is divine in myself? So they work hand in hand perfectly. So how can old and reoccurring patterns impact our relationship and how can we break them? We all know what it's like to come home, to be at a party, maybe at a restaurant, and someone says something. Nobody else even notices the tone or the words that seem maybe to us as being this passive-aggressive comment. We feel disrespected. Now, we all know that the moment that we perceive, and I want to strengthen that idea, that person may have not been talking about us at all, but because of something from our past, a grievance, a feeling of being disrespected, uh, we're hypersensitive to having that button that the person didn't push in us, but that got pushed because of what it perceived. So what happens when we resist someone else? We fire a, a salvo back. And when we fire a salvo back, because we're in pain, the person that we fire the salvo at now resists what we've done. So you have two people each believe that they're reconciling the moment when all they're doing is resisting each other. And that is called a circle of self. That's well, a it sounds like they're not resisting. Sounds like they're not resisting each other, but rather their own triggers. Of course, but we don't know that, uh, Wilda. When somebody gets me upset, I don't think to myself, although I should. Thanks. I didn't know that was true about my present nature. Instead, we say, "You're at fault. You're just as wrong or negative as I am. You make mistakes too." On and on it goes. So we don't use the moment of resistance to realize it's actually an invitation for self-discovery. Instead, we push back, and that's the pattern, and it can't break itself. It only strengthens itself. So how do we break it? By seeing, by recognizing. I've been having this conflict for as long as I've been alive. So we introspection. All know, huh? I'm sorry, say it again. So introspection. Well, yes, introspection in the sense that in the moment where this button gets pushed, that we can all agree our partner didn't put the button in us. But when the button gets touched, to become an individual 
that is in the moment, as you said, introspective. I was um, introspective instead of retrospective, meaning that I become aware of this reaction. I realize I've had it a hundred times, and I realize that because I've had it a hundred times, it's never resolved anything. It just perpetuates the illusion that the condition is responsible for the conflict I feel. And that's where patience comes in, Gwilda. That's where we realize this has to stop with me. I want to blame my partner for not being loving, and the anger that I feel I think is justified by the love I have. Love doesn't get angry. Love understands anger is a misplaced expectation. So we, we shift the gears. We use the moment in a new way, what Christ called metanoia, a new mind based on new understanding that you and I are uncovering here so that we can do something new in the moment. So is, is there a genetic component, component um, that are in our relationship distortions that are actually passed down through the lineage? You know, it's highly likely because all of us, whatever our lineage may be, our environment, our culture, even our religious upbringing, that all of that is not just conditioned perhaps um, in a physical sense, but certainly in this psychological body that we call our personality. So we all have tendencies. You asked that good question earlier on, you know, what, what, what is this about? And, and do we bring these things with us? Yes, these tendencies to react in a certain way until they're understood as being a tendency of something that is in time belonging, if you will, to a physical organism, we're never going to respond spiritually properly to realize the unity we could in this moment because this tendency is acting out itself through us. So regardless of, of where the tendencies come from, whether the personal damage that we're now carrying forward, like you mentioned about having your heart broken, or genetic damage, say we were from the Holocaust and, and don't ever trust again, the never forget kind of thought, right. um, is there a way that we can tell if we're reacting to past damage rather than current circumstances in the moment? I mean, we're going to get bombarded with this stuff. How can we start to recognize it? This is a really good question because it demands <clears throat> that we as individuals begin to assume individual responsibility. You know, I speak at my foundation four times a week. And honestly, just Sunday, I talked about the fact that one of the reasons the world is becoming so hypercharged with animosity is because all of us are feeling a certain frustration with explanations that don't work. The explanations for why things are the way they are are 100% polarized, secularized, and divided up into more different groups than you can shake a stick at. So the answer to your question is if I find myself <clears throat> explaining to myself over and over again why I am the way I am, justifying a negative reaction, that's the dead tell that the part of me that's doing the explaining and the justifying is really the continuation of the consciousness that acted against me and my partner. So if we catch our mind talking to itself, Gwilda, we can well, begin we're to Well, we're going to have our minds talking to themselves on the other side of another break. All but right. we, do, we do need to take another break for a commercial. Guy and Sounds I will good. be back shortly, so don't leave us now. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Oh! 
They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. SIMULTV.com. Welcome back. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show, bringing together gifted people of service to the world. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. I always love to hear from my listeners. Email me at info at missionevolution.org and suggest a topic or guess that's on your mind. I'm sure we'll all enjoy them. Our guest this hour is Guy Finley. His website, guyfinley.org. So how can we heal these old relationship issues in order to relate clearly in the present? What tools are there out there for us? We can't keep hurting ourselves and expect to heal. So... Um, how, how, what do you mean hurting ourselves? Look, when I'm angry at my partner, when we're somehow upset and frustrated, it feels to us in those moments like we're empowered by that negative state. Negative states that we identify with are self-destructive and they hurt us and everyone else. To know that is true is the beginning of ending that relationship with our own negative states. How, how, can, how can you feel empowered by a negative state? I, I don't know that I ever have. Well, why would I get, why does anybody get angry, Gwilda? It proves that I know what's right. Why am okay, I frustrated? So you're, you're coming this from shouldn't your, be happening. You're coming from your personal experience, yes? Have you had any no, problems? No, Gwilda, I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking at the world around me. What, what's all this anger about if not the attempt to prove that I know what's right and you don't. When two people fight, why are they fighting? Because each of them feels wronged and must make the other person right according to their idea of it. That's what a fight is, is two negative states competing to be the king of the hill. And they've already lost. We've already lost when we're negative, pure and simple. I still don't really see that that's our way of relating totally. I mean, I can understand that that's your experience, but it's not been mine. So, um, you know, again, I ask you, are you just projecting these answers, these truths onto the world at large when they're actually private ones, personal ones? Where are you getting your information outside of just your personal experience? Well, I've been talking, traveling for 40 years. I have 150,000 people on my mailing list. I know what people suffer over. And I don't know, perhaps you, you are uh, some order of human being that I'm not used to speaking with, but we carry regrets, resentments, disappointments, and they, they color everything that we're involved in. 
And just because we're not conscious of them doesn't mean that they don't keep us in conflict that eventually appears in some sort of frustration, outburst, or depression, anxiety. These are all evidence of unconscious parts of ourselves that are causing us pain and those we love as well. So mostly you're working with people that are experiencing this and suffering from it in the present. Well, again, I'll just say it. I don't know anybody that's, I, I don't know any saints. I don't know anybody that doesn't have pain in their heart, a sense of being lonely, a wishing they could be a better human being. And those people are the ones that are interested, if they are, in what needs to be transcended in a nature, in a consciousness, asleep to itself. So There's again, no judgment in this. So again, what are, the, the what, are the tools, what are the tools you're offering um, all these people? To begin to want to know in the moment the truth of myself more than I want to prove to you that I'm right. That's very simple. What happens if I don't defend myself psychologically in a moment, Gwilda? What if somebody sets me off and I understand there can be no right answer that comes from resisting that relationship? If I understand that, I don't need, in quote, some seven-step tool. I need to want to know the truth of myself in order to be free of myself. But how can a person just paint on wanting to know the truth of themselves? I mean, most people don't even know they don't know the truth of themselves. Because, and we said it when we started, that's what this, this sense of dissatisfaction is. We know we're meant to be whole. We know we're meant to be unified. And this, this pain that we have is because we are not yet that consciously. Inwardly, the divine may reside, but our relationship with it is sketchy at best because our guide in an unwanted moment is some kind of grief, fear, anger, or pursuit of a pleasure. That's again, not being whole. Again, that's, that's been your experience, but I, I know a lot of people that are, are pretty satisfied with their lives. They're fairly grounded. They take responsibility for their stances. Um, what about those people? What makes them different, and how can the others get there? I would say to you, although you will disagree, that they're not different. I would say all of us have wonderful stretches where there's no problem at all. But we're not talking about wonderful stretches. We're talking about seeing into ourselves those parts of us that are keeping us from being whole in the moment. Not because we have ideas about how to be whole, but realizing that when we get upset, that something has divided us from the moment, from God. And in that moment when we're upset, to realize that part of us is a carryover, something that needs to be revealed, released. What is concealed can't be healed. That's all I'm talking about, is how can we bring out increasingly what's concealed in us so it can be healed. So you, you counsel people on this, right? For, for a very long time. Okay, and how much do you charge to do that? Nothing. So it's all your work is pro bono. I have a nonprofit organization called Life of Learning. I don't take a penny from it. Neither do the volunteers. So everything that I do, including the sale of the books through the foundation, every penny goes back into trying to let people know that there is a way to become a higher, truer human being. How much do um, do conscious and unconscious expectations? interfere with our ability to to initiate this i mean we've, we've ascertained that we've you're a lot of people are coming mostly from unconscious patterning yes 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 How, what percentage of that are we looking at here uh honestly if i was going to make a guess i would say that our relationships are anywhere from 80 to 90 percent negatively impacted by these expectations <clears throat> that we all carry with us it's it's pretty pretty staggering that figure. So yes, what's the it first is. what's the first real step we must take to break out of any painful pattern like that? To realize we're in it. And how if do we, we do that? If we realize we're in it, Gwilda, how many times will I step into a, a a boxing ring, realizing that you know what I've been in this fight for a thousand years, I'm not going to fight anymore, and because I'm not going to fight anymore. I get to meet the part of myself, that expectation that created the ring, the relationship, and the demand that somehow I win. 
walking away from the fight is the same as revealing the nature in us that wants to fight. It seems like there's a lot of a lot of talk of fight, and I know there's a lot of fight going on out there. But isn't it all just that internal battle? Of course. But we don't know it's an eternal battle, an internal battle. Because if we did, we would stop hating. There'd be no more racism. There'd be no political infighting. Because we'd understand the responsibility begins with me, not with someone that I hold responsible for my unhappiness. How much of our feeling alone is the fact that we are holding others responsible rather than turning inward? A great question. Almost all of it. We're meant to be in a conscious relationship with life itself because life itself is relationship. And our partners, the people, the places, those conditions, they're aspects of the whole of that relationship. So waking up together, the subtitle of my book, means to use every moment with everyone and everything to discover what is concealed and in the discovery have it released and be healed. So what stands between us and the ability to love ourselves and others unconditionally? Sounds like that's what you're talking just, about, yes? Um, yes, yes. Just a misunderstanding, really, Gwilda, about who and what we are. When I'm defined by feeling this negativity, when I'm defined by some ambition that's crushing my relationship with my wife, I don't know that I'm confined by that definition. So the more I can recognize that I'm a captive of that consciousness instead of this willing participant in it, the more I can drop it and let something else new come in. What can we learn by seeing ourselves through the eyes of someone that loves us? Uh, that's the whole thing. That's waking up together. Maybe, again, you, you don't, it's not your experience. I know that in, in my life, I have said things that have hurt people. But when I say hurtful things, I don't know I'm saying hurtful things because I'm hurt and I want to get the pain gone. But then one day you see it. God, I've just, I, what I said, I could see, I could feel I hurt someone. Consciousness, real conscience won't hurt someone. Love doesn't hurt people. So then we realize what I thought was power, love, kindness, wasn't. Now I have a new understanding, an epiphany. That insight changes me because now I know who not to be and who to never express again, if possible. Well, unfortunately, we are out of time. It has flown. Guy, thank you so much for coming on the show. Our guest this hour has been Guy Finley internationally renowned spiritual teacher and author of Relationship Magic, Waking Up Together. His website, guyfinley.org. Remember to join our email family to stay abreast of all the exciting new things we have coming up at missionevolution.org. This has been Mission Evolution Radio Show with Wilda Wiecka on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Join us next time as the mission continues, bringing information, resources, and support to an evolving world. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. 
Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simultv, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. <laughs> 